Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast. Sponsored by Paragon City Games. And by listeners like you. You can support Eternal Dirtles at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. And now, your hosts, Zach Clark. Nathan Golia and Phil Blackman. And now, Eternal Turtle. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Gullia. Nate, how's it going, man? Pretty good. How was uh, Grand Prix New Jersey? It was good. I day two'd, which was pretty cool. Uh, I That's my second day two ever. Uh, both of my day twos are in limited, uh, strangely enough. I'm not exactly a uh, all-star limited player, but uh, I got a lot of practice in on Magic uh, Arena, so I decided I would play in the main event and see how it went, and it uh, it went it went pretty good. You made day two. How far did you get into day two? Um, I made it to the second draft, and I was still live for money. And then once I hit X and six, I was like, okay, you know, we, yeah, we're out of here. we know what's going on here. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I'm not great at this at, at like, limited. Uh, so I, I didn't expect to uh, crush it so much. as like I, I, I made the, the, the way uh, day two works in limited events is so weird. So you have to go X and two by round eight, but they still have a round nine. Uh, so it's like one free round at the end of the day so that they can have two drafts at the end of day two uh, or, or for, for day two. So they have like uh, a draft and then uh, sorry they have like one round and then you go home, sleep, whatever, come back. And then there's two drafts and that makes up like all 15 rounds. Yeah. Um. So that was weird. And I, I honestly thought I was doing well. I got like four pacifisms in my second deck. And uh, I still lost my fir- first round of that uh, of that draft, and, th- and that's when I, I decided to be out. Um, it's not pacifism. It's got some Ravnica name. Yeah, what yeah. Was it? Well, yeah, it's a yeah. flash pacifism with Azorius. It's like Lawbringers finding Lawbringers something. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, I mean, I assumed that that card was, was pretty good to have four of in my deck, but I still, like, lost to a guy who had, had like, a, a pretty nuts Rakdos deck. Um, and, you know, it, overall, like, I, I mean, I had a really good time. At the event, I expected to scrub out and play Legacy in the second day. Uh, I purposely did not bring my Legacy deck the first day because I, I, I live really close to um, where Grand Prix New Jersey was held. So I was like, you know what? I'm like not going to set myself up to fail. I'll pretend like this is a real event for me, and I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna not bring a second deck so that way I don't feel like as soon as I go like X and two, I just drop and play in in a Legacy event. Um, I, I want to start taking taking myself a little bit more seriously when it comes to big events, especially when I'm paying like $85 to join them. Yeah, I think that's a, that's an interesting way to put it. I mean, like you kind of it, it worked out in that you were exit two the whole day, so yeah. you you were gonna make day two. So yeah. that's cool. I um yeah, I was glad to hear you. Did you see Phil? Phil's out today. Uh, but did you see him? I did run into Phil. Uh, that was fun. I told, I got to tell Phil like a, you know, my my cool story of the day, which was like bouncing something my opponent reanimated of mine to block one of my guys and putting the card he bounced from my graveyard back into my hand, which was pretty huh. great. Um, um, Phil played Lazavna, He said and went like one one and one. So yeah, well, hey, <laughs> five hundred. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not the worst. Um, yeah, I I. I'm still trying to nail down what I'm going to play at Syracuse. Like now that I'm like solidly in for Syracuse, I've got my, you know, I've got my Airbnb together. I've got my crew. We've got a ride and everything. Um, I'm still deciding exactly what I want to play for, for Syracuse. Um, I did get my fourth trop, so I don't have to borrow a trop anymore uh, to play, uh, to play. In fact, if I want to play the non, the, you know, the, the, I don't want to splash white for, for stuff. I can play like just regular in you know, green, white, green, blue, in fact, um, so, so that, that was a nice little milestone. Uh, Roland, uh, uh, Roland Chang, who we had on the cast a couple of weeks ago was running a booth and I popped over there and I was like, I think I want to get a trop after I've lost this tournament. 
I think it's time <laughs> to pity buy something for myself. And you know how you know how I am with pity buying uh, cards yeah, for myself right. after scrubbing out from a tournament. I have an unlimited Berserk that I pity bought. I can bring for you to Syracuse if you need another one. I I would love to run not not the new school. Like I, I think I have one from like Conspiracy Two, and then I have a, a, a and you have a beta one, right? No, no, I have a. Uh, it, it's an unlimited one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. It'll match it. One. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. But yeah, I mean, I think I think right now I'm I'm on I'm going infect, but you have been playing something that looks kind of interesting to me, so I might I might skip over to that. We should talk about that. Yeah, so I actually had been testing a lot of, of decks recently. Um, I've, I've been playing a lot more Magic Online, and this week, this weekend, I played a ton of leagues. I think I played at least 10 leagues since we last had the cast because my wife was out of town, um, but, you know, the kids were in bed, so I would just play leagues all night. Um, and I, I played a couple of the Phoenix decks, um, and we're going to probably talk about those next week. Um, we've got a guest coming on to discuss the, the Phoenix decks and yeah. what, you know, if they're good and what they're good against. Um, but our friend Lee, who play, who, who plays rug regularly says that Terramander, and we talked about this last week, we we're talking about underrated cards was better than he expected. And I looked, I was like, okay, you know, I give up. I think this card's probably fine. So what I did was I took a rug deck, I cut all the green cards out of it. And I put the Terramanders in the Mongoose slots. And I put Bedlam Revelers in the Tarmogoy slots. Okay. So you end up with a creature suite of four Delvers, four Terramanders, two Revelers, and two Trudy Nemesis. Okay. The rest is pretty much every card that's in Rug. Uh, four Stifles. Uh, nine Cantrips with the Preordain. Um, two Spell Pierce to go with the other eight counter spells. Four Bolts. And then uh, one Dismember, one Izzet Charm, and one Beacon Bolt. Mm-hmm. I thought Beacon Bolt was kind of funny. I was Beacon like trying Bolt. to look. So I was like, well, I'm pumping. If I'm if I'm gonna play Terramander at Bedlam Reveler, I mean Beacon Bolt's probably a fine card to give a shot to. Like you can kill two things with it. I know it's a sorcery and I know it's three mana and blah blah blah, but um Well let's talk you know, about you... what Beacon Bolt is, because I don't think everyone mm-hmm. knows. I don't know. Oh, you don't know Beacon no, Bolt no. is. Beacon Bolt for one blue and a red deals damage to target creature equal to the number of source incident sorcery cards you own in graveyard or exile. Okay. And then it has jumpstart. So, you know, there are certain, my theory was you got to kill some stuff that's bigger than lightning bolt. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, this, this actually can, can kill a lot of stuff that you wouldn't like. I didn't do this, but I've, I've had it up. I've had like seven, instance and sorceries in exile and in my graveyard between force of will and stuff which means i could kill the grizzle brand with it that's pretty cool. I really wanted to yeah and it's got the jump start so like late in the game if you jump start it you can jump start it with something that's like a dead card like a daze when they have a few lands out or something mm-hmm. like in a creature matchup being able to cast something twice is pretty nice yeah yeah i mean um, that seems good against uh against like uh death and taxes or something like that yeah um the because I don't like playing Dismember, I really just feel like every time I'm casting Dismember, I'm losing anyway because they I need to kill something huge that's been attacking me, and then I'm paying for life, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like so, I always just feel like I lose, but I feel like you have to have it. Um, and I did have a, a pretty cool situation happen, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, and then the Azette Charm was just like I always I always kind of play this card. It, it'll fill the graveyard. It's like an extra way to dig um, that feeds Terramander, Bedlam Reveler. Uh, pitches to force, it kills something small, um, and it's a spell pierce in a pinch. Yeah, so I, I'm looking at your list, and I'm actually pretty surprised uh, to not see uh, Dak Faden. We'll have the list uh, in in the show notes as well, but I, I don't well, see Dak Faden in here. Well, here's why, and the reason this is literally just the rug deck, and I just repl- I just took the green out. Fair. Like uh, it's, it's a it's a Delver deck. It's and then the sideboard's like t- a bunch of two ofs and one price of progress. Mm-hmm. Storm, Echoing Tree, Surgical, Pyroblast, Abrade, Tormod's Crypt, Pithy Needle, all two ofs, and then a price of progress. Just like this really like efficient with a couple like little things that I'm testing, like the uh, the Beacon Bolt in the second dismember yeah. slot is is that charm in the in like an extra you know flex slot. There's not a lot of flex slots in Rug, right? And I guess the other big difference is that it's only it's nine fetch lands and two volcanics with three basics. And I basically always want to get my basics online because yeah. that is the way that you can beat the Delver mirror, you know, like it's a way you can, like if you can wasteland them, but they can't wasteland you, you can get really far ahead. 
and that has come up in yeah. playing against Grixis and stuff. I feel like generally, like red, like red blue Delver is is in in the Delver matchup is generally the best Delver deck to be playing in the Delver matchup. Um, I don't think it's the best across the field, but I, I you know, like I mean, previously, I don't know about Terramander. Um, but previously, I don't think it was the best across the field, but I think it, in the heads up, I think it was the best Delver deck to be playing in the heads up match. Right. And I, that might be right. I used to think that Bug was the best because of the uh, Abrupt Decays. Now I'm not sure how much, and the Gurmag Angler, I'm not sure how much that matters now. But anyway, because like not, you have to have Bolt in your Delver deck. That's just how I feel about it. You, I don't, I don't like Bug Delver. I want to yeah. play Bolt in my Delver deck because that's Need what that it reach. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... So that's the deck, and we'll have a list in the show notes so you guys can take a look at it. But it, you know, it, and it just plays like rug. Like, but the thing is, um, I felt the deck was pretty smooth. And you mentioned death and taxes. I am, I have not lost a game, a six and zero oh in three death and taxes matches over, um, over six leagues with the deck. Wow. So I played death and, and taxes not, three times. <laughs> you're not uh, particularly set up against death and taxes either in your board. You don't have sulfur elemental or, or anything like that. Your deck is just it it no, just I, does good against I, death and taxes. I've got basic lands. Yeah. Well, that helps. And, and got, I guess and I've got a, a, I've got a, a bunch of one mana threats that fly over yeah. their ground army. And if you just keep their um, if you can keep their flying creatures off the battlefield, you're probably in good shape. Yeah. Um, including by the way, two a win over Sam Pardee. So. You know, hey, shout out that was to pretty Sam nice. Party. That was Sam Party <laughs> who I beat on he last night. He had Restoration Angel in his Delver deck, or uh, I'm sorry, in his Nothing Texas deck. Oh wow! I countered it, getting, <laughs> but he had it. with with like a daze because that's the greediest <laughs> thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, right. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, um, like so. I mean, so that's been good. Um, let's talk about what matchup's been good. So I I got my the big deals that I got my first ever. Magic Online 5-0 with this deck. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I was, it felt really good. And I know it's not much, but it's like, it's hard. You know, there, it, it, there's so many things have to go right. And like, I know that maybe for some people, like, that things tend to go right or you play so many, maybe you play a lot of leagues and, and, you know, things go right often enough that you get a couple 5-0s here. And I had never had one. And I've had a bunch of, like, I've been 4-0 going into the last round. Like, with Infect, I remember 4-0 going into the last round. My last round, lose die roll, opponent on four-color loam, goes, <laughs> like, Mox Diamond, uh, Grove of the Burn Willows, Chalice. Like, yeah. I'm not beating that. That's not happening. <laughs> like, I'm going to lose that game, and then i got to win two games in a row? That's not happening, right? It's just, it's just yeah, things it's, go like that. It's so, too much. The Phoenix decks, there we, we talk, they're, they're, it's a death, or, um, Dark Depths with the Phoenix decks. Dark Depths is the worst matchup. It's almost, it's pretty much unwinnable. I've played against it in every league where I've played a Phoenix deck. <laughs> and it's unwinnable. You can't do anything about it. So, like, that's why, like, when I was playing the 5-0 and I was kind of feeling it, I was, like, I was about three rounds in, and I was like, boy, I really need a bolt. And then I drew a bolt, and I'm like, this is the night. This is the night we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I played against Eldrazi. Uh, so I, I, I see, with the first round, let me actually see if I can find what it, what the uh, rounds were. Um, and this is, again, with the deck. This is this exact same build that, that is, you'll, you'll see in the show notes. See if I can find it. Is this it? Yes. Yeah, so round one is blue-black shadow. Um, you know, four lightning bolts. I mean, that seems like a great, a, a great matchup for you. You've got enough damage that you can just push through. Yep. Uh, then dredge. And I lost game one and then just, you know, found good hands in games two and three. Yep. Miracles. I think this was the one where I was like, so I, I two owed Miracles, and I've actually, I think I'm three and one against Miracles. I think I've only lost against it once. It's a pretty good matchup for this deck. I'm not quite sure why. I think just because Terramander can close pretty fast if you can protect it. Yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, like let's just you know draw a bolt here, and then when they fetch, we'll bolt them, <laughs> and then that's it, and that's what happened. Um, then I played against Eldrazi. Um, and had a situation with the Dismember where they had cast a Thought Not Seer. I had two mana up, and my hand was two lands and the Dismember. The trigger goes on the stack. I'm like, well, I have to kill this no matter what because I can't, you know, I can't have this thing attacking me. Yeah. So I kill it, and I'm like, maybe we'll draw a Brainstorm. Drew Brainstorm, cast Brainstorm, 
gave him like the worst possible card and then put two gas cards on top and then just like sailed on to victory. And then the last round was even worse, like in, ter- in terms of matchup, the Eldrazi post deck, right? And they had a Tritosphere out and I had two lands and I was like, okay, I win next turn if they don't do, and they had like eight lands, you know? But they're drawn off the top of their deck, like, please don't beat me. And they didn't, and that was it. You know? <laughs> Just like a lot of luck. I wasn't going to do anything. You know, I had two lands, they had a Trinisphere. <laughs> Nothing's happening. So, um, so yeah, you kind of like, I, I kind of escaped with it. And that's, I mean, it still felt good and everything, but um, so, you know, when you're testing and you get a 5-0, it feels great. But every other league has been 3-2 or 2-3 oh. <laughs> with the same deck. Now, you know, is that good or bad? Like I played against, uh, I mentioned him last week, and he and he, you know, said something on Reddit about how uh, he shouted him out, and I got to shout him out again. Stripeo Chase Hansen, right, with his DAC deck, you know, he uh, thought he wins a die roll, he thought seizes me, types in the chat, hey, Beacon Bolt's pretty cool, take something else. I play a Terramander, pass back to him. He plays a Nihil spell bomb from his hand, game one. <laughs> like, yep, I'm dead, <laughs> not beating that with this thing. Like, I'm def- he's definitely gonna punishing fire my Terramander. So. You know, that's like, is that going to happen, you know, in the first round that I play at Syracuse? I don't know. But um, so but I still feel like it's pretty good. I'm still pretty nicely above 500 with it. Um, and um, I'm going to keep going with it. But um, there's a couple things. I'll, maybe I think I might just cut the beacon bolt. I haven't used it really. I, I have done like a kill two things in a row with it once. But I just don't think it comes up enough. OK. Unfortunately. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, it's uh, it's always cool, like getting those uh, getting those cards to work. Um, but but you know, I I don't know. I feel like the more you test stuff, the easier it is to find out whether or not it's good or not. Um, obviously, but uh, you know, one of the weird things I f- I always found about playing decks and including these cards is like it's very easy after like twenty games to f- see a card that just gets stuck in your hand. Or that, like, you die and you just have it sitting there and you're like, well, that didn't change anything. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I think I might have. Maybe it was the first Death and Taxes matchup I did. That was the back-to-back Beacon Bolts to kill stuff. But even then, I wouldn't consider it a great card in that matchup because of the mana denial. So, um, you know, that that might come out. Is that Charm hasn't really done much. That might come out. Um, and I can maybe just look for some answers. There's also the question of whether I should just test a more burn-oriented version um, like how yeah, good is those, Stifle? Get those main deck prices. Right. It was <laughs> price of progress out of the sideboards. It's like a nice thing to have against like the Eldrazi decks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I wouldn't play Blood Moon. I would just play price no, of progress no, no. because I mean, that, Blood Moon doesn't do what you want it to do in this deck. You want to win the game quickly. Um, and and price of progress just ends the game. Yeah. Um, so Miracles have been good, Death and Tax has been good, Grixis, any Grixis control variant, not just uh, the DAC version, has been horrendous. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I thought Bedlam Reveler would be helpful, mm-hmm. but more helpful than it is, but very often it just, like, gets thought-seized. Yeah. And, you know, uh, that's the end of that. Um, it's also so tough because, like, like, all of their removal lines up pretty well against you, your creatures, including your true name, so it's like... Yeah, like, I had a guy get down to three with a true name and play it. His, like, last card in hand was uh, Diabolic Edict. And then I just, like, you know, drew two lands and conceded. Um, Yeah, like, there's so, you know, maybe the deck deck needs something that can grind out, help it grind out. Spell Snare, I think, think is the answer. (laughs) Spell Snare might be... I had the Spell Snare in. I just... I had over the Preordain, but I I wanted the Preordain more. I, Mm -hmm. I really felt like I needed more card movement, and I, you know... I don't it's know, tough. maybe... Uh, yeah, it's tough. You don't want to just be sitting on these cards that you need to make your Terramander big. Right, you gotta, like, put stuff in your graveyard, which is another which is another appeal to playing the burn-heavy version, right? Stuff goes to your graveyard yeah. all the time. Um, but uh, it's not as fun. There's nothing like that I've got... Wa- I've got Basic Island, Delver, Days, Wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. what are you playing? I might never find out. <laughs> yep. That is that's that wasteland you. <laughs> the best feeling in the world is like yeah. Turn one, stifle your opponent's thing, untap, uh, play play a Delver. He plays a land, ponders. You're like, okay, I'll waste your land, and he just goes go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Delver mirror. That's how I've been beating the Delver mirror a couple times with Grixis. 
Oh, what else have I lost to? I lost to Show and Tell a couple times. I think just like I don't know that that's necessarily a bad matchup. I just think sometimes they get you. Yeah. And you can't really do anything about it. Like you have the counter magic. In fact, in the last time I played against it, like I had to wasteland a Bozeju, which didn't let me leave up uh, spell pierce, and then they just won anyway because I couldn't even cast the spell pierce, you know. Yeah. But it wasn't going to matter no matter what I did because if I left it up, they would have just used Bozeju to cast it. Um, let's see, uh, Dredge. I think I've won and won against maybe because um, I played that. Uh, the Eldrazi decks go back for the the Moon Stompy decks have been pretty good matchups. I think I maybe just more had trouble with the storm with um, the combo decks just because uh, combo decks tend to be built to beat Delver decks at this point. Yeah. Like just saying like I have my decks got tools, you know, but they're built to beat it, you know, duress you and then win. You know, so um but I have been I've been really happy with it. I I I I think like I said last week, I just underestimated how valuable it is to just have this thing out sitting there, the Terramander. And then, you know, sometimes you can just let them kill it, and then you just play another threat if you have another one. Like, you have a Delver or another Terramander or something, right? Yeah. Um, but just being able to get your thing down early and, like, present a clock that if, you're, if your deck's humming, you'll be able to... I always say transform. I mean adapt. Adapt it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you know when, once you've exhausted their resources, so... Uh, and then that closes the game out pretty fast. I think it's I think it's for sure better than Monastery Swiss Spear, like overall. And also the eva- also the evasion matters. Flying over stuff matters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the thing about Swiss Spear is it, it's like it's a great burn card, especially if you're super proactive burn. But I think this, uh, you know, in in a world where you know the late game matters, like having this guy in play, like your opponent doesn't answer him, he's dead. He's yeah, quickly dead. Quickly dead, yeah. Um, what would you what would you put in these flex slots if I decide to cut the beacon bolts and stuff like that? I mean, man, I I mean we were talking you about think... snare a lot. Um, snare is a thing. Uh, I think fork bolt does a lot of what beacon bolt does in a lot of situations, but for one mana. Um, yeah, that's actually a good card to beat all the baleful strixes too. Yeah. So maybe you go to spell snare, spell snare, forked bolt. Even a braid like main wouldn't be the worst. If Roland was playing that, right? He had a braid in his main deck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to play another league and play closer attached to how often stifle matters. I've actually, I feel like it's not mattering as much as I would like it to. Um, and visually it would look better if you, if you remove that stifle. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's looking at, he's looking at the deck and I've got like one, one days and one stifle that don't match the other. Yeah, you've got like a three. scourge, a scourge stifle that like is is assaulting my uh, my will to live. Look at this, I've got like a wasteland, <laughs> oh a yeah, stifle, no, and a days that are all one off. <laughs> uh, that's because of I, I rented the cards, so yeah. I just get whatever they whatever they throw me. Yeah, um, the, it looks totally. Actually, last time I played, I had all I had all because uh, I, I must have got the deck late at night when no one else was renting stuff. I got all old boarded everything. It was awesome, um, but. Uh, but yeah, I think that's probably right. Maybe just like not worry about going being the big stuff with Beacon Bolt so much. Maybe just worry like Fork Bolt to go to the face. Spell Snare will stop like a Snapcaster yeah. Mage. I mean, think about all the times that Beacon Bolt is is going to be good. Um, and generally you're killing like a what a four toughness creature and it's good. Yeah. You know, a five toughness creature. The times you're killing a Grizzlebrand, like you're probably still dead. <laughs> right, I was I was joking about it being yeah. able to kill Grizzlebrand. I but it can, yeah, because I mean, because it tells you on Magic Online how many instants and sorceries you have in graveyard or exile. It does not tell you that for Terramander <laughs> on the card or Bedlam Rambler, but it tells you that for Beacon Volt, which is interesting. Well, that's rude. <laughs> yeah, in fact, there's been times like check like the Beacon Volt's been good because it lets me check oh, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, far away yeah. without having to without having to wait. You just you have know? to have that as like the canary. To see what's yeah, going like, on. What's going on? How many, how many, what does this thing say? Oh, okay, it's like the spell or uh, the storm counter. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I've played. A, I mean, I, I was thinking also maybe I'll just run a uh, a burn heavy version, um, maybe with a slightly different configuration on the creatures or something. Um, probably wouldn't. You know, maybe don't play wastelands. Um, and days is just like a pure don't kill me card. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't necessarily like playing that as much as I like playing this kind of deck. You know, 
it's funny because I, I I think I've always I always love playing Delver. I know I said I don't like playing Bug Delver decks, but I'd rather play Bug than like Grixis. There's just something about Grixis Delver that I don't like playing. Is that weird? No, I mean I, you know, like. It doesn't feel as Delvery. Yeah. It feels it feels so mid rangey. Yeah. I don't know why. At this point, it shouldn't matter. Um, but like you're casting Thoughtseize and Inquisition and stuff, it just feels different. So, I like the really uh, aggressive, you know, Delver decks. Yeah, I, I mean something about like, I I consider like th this style of Delver like the sort of like unchecked run face first at your opponent kind of style of delver where you just like slam your threat pray to god this this stifle and uh wasteland and days are good enough and you just like keep going and like every time you draw a card you're just like okay i've made it one more turn further and i just need to like you almost always end the game with like one card in hand yeah right you really do you really do and it's very rare that you have more cards than your opponent yeah um so and if you do that doesn't always mean it's a good thing if you don't have a threat in play, the deck really doesn't do much. Yeah, and that's I mean that is the real problem with decks like this is like if you don't if you don't have that one drop on turn 1, you're in trouble generally. So the so here's the thing about Terramander. So if you the thing about Terramander compared to Mongoose mm -hmm. is that one you get it off a of basic island. So you can't be like wasted yep off your off your first land, which does matter. I think that against decks like Death and Taxes, which can be hard for Rug to beat, or Eldrazi for that matter, you know, a deck that can block your Mongoose and Wasteland you, you're in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. That those decks neither neither of that those things are possible. It's going to fly over, and they're going to you're going to have a basic land in play. So like that subtle change just increases your matchup percentage in those matchups. Mm -hmm. Now, I do think Mongoose. Is is marginally better maybe against Grixis if you just shut off their removal and counter any bail then you can just counter every baleful strix right yeah but you can't you can't really do that because they'll just fatal push your Terramander. so there's there's that trade off maybe this is not as good against Grixis for that reason very specifically right I mean honestly you're not that good against Grixis with Mongoose anyhow because they have Gurmog Angler and Gurmog Angler just trumps that card right but you can counter. Like you can when you when you basically you don't you only have to counter half as many things. Yeah. Whereas with with um with Terramander, you have to decide: do I counter the removal on it, and then they just slam a blocker, uh, in the form of Baleful Strix, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, also they can snap back stuff. I, you're right; it's probably just a bad matchup that it's not. It's it's just unfortunately not a good matchup. Like Rug Rug has a real problem right now with with Grixis, and by saying right now, I mean for like the last four years, like ever yeah. since Gurmog Angler was printed. You know, uh, it's been hard for Rug to to maintain because our our threats are not as good as Gurmog Angler, and they can be solved with you know a myriad of of black removal cards that you know we just don't have access to in green. Yeah, and we don't have access to them in black and red either, or blue and red either. No. But I've got True Name, but like a single True Name, if they've killed everything else, just gets whacked by a uh, Diabolic Edict, mm -hmm. or it's on defense because you're losing. So, uh, so I think the fork bolt. Though, I think your fork bolt idea is actually good though, because and and spell snare. I think if I take those two cards out, which weren't doing anything for me in that matchup anyway, and then replace them with a spell snare and a fork bolt. The thing about those two cards is that they'll stop the snapcaster, Belfull Strix, incidental damage. They'll stop a Hymnatorok. Well, the spell snare will. You know um, what I would play in my board actually, Nate, uh, in this in this deck. Uh, is I would actually remove the abrades and put in uh what's the uh artifact removal spell that does three damage to the opponent? That's Smash of Smithereens. Yeah, I would put Smash of Smithereens in because you're just basically trying to remove blockers or problem cards and deal damage to your opponent. Like the, ch the you will be able to figure out ways to get rid of creatures in this deck. Mm -hmm. Like I think that you can you can contort the sideboard around a little bit to deal to deal with your opponent's creatures a little bit a little bit more if that's what you're really worried about and smash the smithereens in a deck like this where you're just trying to pressure your opponent with as much like added damage as you can i think that's the way to go what that's an interesting point i wonder when you want the abrade but you don't want the smash the smithereens 
The Delver Mirror is one, maybe. Yeah, like um, in in like uh, Death and Taxes, you know, maybe you want to kill a guy instead of the. Anytime you want to well, kill I, a guy. I don't guy, think I've actually. You know? I don't think I've actually killed anything in Death and Taxes of the Abraid yet. Yeah, or maybe you may not have even wanted to bring it in. You know, like. No, I have, but I've been boarding out the dazes and the spell pierces, bringing in the braids, pithy needle, echoing truth. That's six okay. cards, right? Yeah, yeah. I echoing truth, three vials. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think a braid is a really good choice for a deck like rug, where like you know you 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 need that uh, variety just to yeah. you know know what you're doing. But I think in a deck like this, where like you can be like, okay, well screw it, I'll bring in price of progress, I'll bring in. Uh, smash some of the rings, and my opponent is just going to get burnt, you know? The Grixis, in the Grixis matchup, too, it would be better, oh. right? I don't oh, think yeah. I've been bringing in a Braids. I usually board out all of my creature removal against Grixis. I mean, I'm not the Bolts, but I board out, like, yeah. the Dismember. I mean, that's why I think that it's good against Grixis, is because it's, like, it's Reach, and it, like, gets rid of their uh, Strix. Yeah. Right, and if it gets rid of the Strix and does three damage, that really solves a lot of my problems, mm-hmm. right? Because they can't get to the next Strix. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll test that. That's a good idea. Yeah, um, this is. I wouldn't consider this a very burn-heavy deck, but I think in the matchups where you want the artifact removal, I mean, Eldrazi is another one. Or any Chalice deck, you need to clock them because you're not going to beat them in the long game, right? Yeah. And a Bra- or um, a Smash to the Rings is the clock. So yeah, good call. Um, I like Terramander as well in in that matchup because um, if you can, you know, if you can save it, right? Liliana can't deal with it, you know, which is huge. Liliana, Last Hope. Like, yeah. a lot of times you're like, Delver, and they're like, haha, idiot. You know, like, they just kill it. <laughs> you dummy. No, yeah. I wish, I, the only thing I, like about, I do like about Swift Gear is the haste. I wish I could get something with haste. I'll have to, to look at the, the cards that are released. But, yeah, it's a, this deck, this card has been a game changer in a way that it makes this kind of deck possible. And I think sort of does resurface the Stifled Days Wasteland strategy. Yeah. You know, as, as as something that's a little bit more resilient to the various types of decks that are out there now. I was really hoping you would say as Garfield intended. As Garfield intended, <laughs> yeah. But um, not, yeah, he well, definitely we'll be, did not intend that. Intend this. Um, I you know, I don't know, man. I I, I like I like a tempo deck. You know that. Uh, it's, so. Yeah, it, it feels it's 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 the kind of deck that I think you know we're well equipped to play. I yeah. mean, I think our our show. <laughs> we play these. We play these tempo decks. Yeah, I, I think Terramander is 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 a is a bright beacon of hope for this. Um, I, like I said, my biggest concern with Terramander had had been and w- is still, uh, Pyroblast, and and that card just may, it scares me off it a little bit. Yeah, and uh, so far, the, honestly, six leagues. You know, lots yeah. of games against Grixis, lots of games against Miracles. Haven't haven't hasn't happened. Okay. You know. Uh, a pyroblast. I oh, actually, I think I, I think I got a Delver pyroblasted against Grixis. That was about it. It's the it's like, the like pyroblast Snapcaster decks that like uh, I'm the most worried about. Yeah. But I guess like I mean, you're a day spell pierce deck, you should be able to deal with that. Yeah, like I've stifled a few Snapcaster triggers. With I think the reason Miracles is easy, has been easier than Grixis. Just Miracles is so so much air right now. Yeah. That if you're really proactive, I think you can. Um, you know, you, you, you force them to be spending their turns on stuff. And like, if they like brainstorm, like they play a land, they brainstorm, they cast a ponder, then they cast the swords of plowshares. You just snap off your spell peers. You're super favored on the play, like dropping, putting a one drop down. You're, you're already like, uh, live, live with your days. So they'll probably wait and then they'll untap. And then if you have spell peers, it's just like such a giant blowout. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like this, and this is in the same vein as like when I when I was playing that like uh, push proof rug deck um, against the miracles decks, you just have to land a threat and like ride it until they deal with it, and then you land yeah. another threat and you do the same thing and and basically like they can't they can go long game against you and occasionally they will they will entreat the angels against you or whatnot, but like for the most part like as long as you ride like can stick something and ride it if you can get them at to 6 life you generally have two bolts in your hand cuz you're not really using them for anything else that's right i, I always leave the bolts in for that reason too yeah. well first you need them to kill jace yeah like that isn't that isn't that isn't nothing i think the only miracles deck i've lost to by the way didn't have had to fairy had to fairy and entreat the angels i remember that being very specific like i wasn't expecting those and then i then i got whacked but um you know 
the other ones that aren't playing, you know, those were a little easier. Um, well, let's, we can get off this now and uh, talk about something else. But, yeah. um, you know, lots of fun. That's been my big testing push. I mean, testing, like, really, like, just like, playing leagues intensely and stuff is is something that can be a lot of fun if you have a few spare days for whatever reason. Let me tell you something, brother. If you're digging this podcast, you got to go over to patreon.com slash eternal dirtles and become a patron right now. Oh, yeah. So, um, we'll do you want to explain? <laughs> do you, can you explain to me what's going on with this mythic invitational? Okay, so... As far as I can tell, we have uh, we have players that are invited. So we have like what uh, fifty six players that they that they invited slash selected for the Mythic Invitational. This is like the first Pro Tour that's new. Um, so it's so, got the thirty two people in this Magic Pro League. Yep. Plus like people who were invited. Yeah. So I mean, uh, unfortunately, we didn't get invited, Nate. Um, no, we didn't. <laughs> and I think there's there's good there's good reason for that. Uh, we don't really do standard, uh, you, know, uh, the, you know. There, I'm sure there are several other reasons. But uh, this this looks this looks like uh, a list of like you know, uh, streaming and and just like magic news, you know, luminaries uh, that that are out there, like you know, putting themselves out there sort of on on a weekly, daily basis. And they wanted to invite all these people to the first to the first. Uh, you know, new pro tour, the mythic championships, right? So, mythic invitational, the mythic invitational. Yes. Which is not the mythic Championship. Yes. That's a, it's a whole different thing, I suppose. Yes. Um, so, um, if we go back up to the, uh, where we at here, uh, the, how to earn it. Yeah. How, how to, to earn an invite. invite. That's, that's the important part. So you can, there are what, eight more slots, uh, that you can basically grind out, uh, a, a, uh, slot for, by playing Magic, uh, Magic Arena, um, and to do that, you basically have to. Well, aside from de- obviously download uh, Arena, you basically have to straight grind uh, Magic Arena and and get like a Mythic ranking, and then like beyond that, like get ranked in the Mythic ranking. So very similar to how Hearthstone worked, uh, works still uh, by by climbing the ladder and then maintaining your. Uh, your status as uh, being one of the top eight players at the, at the top of the ladder, which man, which apparently I, is super fucking hard, right? Yeah. dude. <laughs> like just to give you an idea, like that's a lot, like it, it's 200 ish games to, to get to mythic. Like, you know, let's, if you're, if you're a good player, you know, like yeah. if, if you're playing at above, at, uh, above like a, uh, you know, let's say 55% rate, um, you know, it's going to take that many to get you there. Um, so that's a lot. Uh, they've added best of three for this month, which is cool. Um, but man, you're going to, you're going to have to grind it out. Uh, and so the top eight players will get the, the last eight slots to the invite. The prize structure is pretty cool because there's, you're splitting a million dollars for the prize structure. We haven't split a million dollars for anything in magic since like 1995, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. It's been 24 years since then. Uh, yeah, so you're looking at a quarter, a, a quarter mil, a cool quarter mil for the winner. Um, and then, you know, the payout structure goes, goes all the way down. The, the, um, format is crazy though. The format is something we've never seen in magic. Um, and it's very similar to how uh, a lot of games like, uh, Hearthstone and, uh, Eternal work, uh, where you get sort of a, uh, a, uh, like a slot of decks that you can have. So in this one, it's duo standard. And the idea is you get two standard legal decks. Um, you you make the decks though. Yeah, not, you make, you make two Pick standard decks. legal decks, and you can you can basically choose which one you're playing in the first game. In the second game, you can choose uh, the deck that you didn't play in game one, and in the third game, you if play necessary. you play uh, either one. Right, that's what it is. You have you you have to switch between game one and two from the other to the other deck. Yeah. Though so you can you can bring in two of the same deck. Yeah, you can just bring the same deck, right? And then game three, you get to pick whichever one you want. Yeah, that's it's interesting. It, it, uh, so here's here's my thoughts on this because uh, coming from like a Hearthstone background, where I I watch a I used to watch a lot of uh, the Hearthstone championships, and they have formats that are similar to this, 
Um, I have I have some trouble with this particular style of format because it it doesn't offer a real strategy. It's it's basically just a what hand is my thing in kind of strategy. Um, assuming we don't know, like players don't know beforehand what their opponents are are, are playing, right? Um, it, which it, deck each player plays and who goes first will be determined randomly in game one. That's crazy. Which is which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, I, and look, this is this doesn't cost anybody anything. You don't even have to leave your house. I, I'm guessing, you know, like, do you have to go anywhere for this? It's happening at PAX. So are they just having a bunch of people sit at computers? I guess they are. Yeah. So all right, oh, wait, is it on? Is it using match? Is it using Arena? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, you know, you you play. So here's here's my problem with with the strategy behind this. Um. Round one, you play your random deck. Round two, uh, you, play the you, other deck. You, you play your other deck. <laughs> or sorry, game game two, you play your other deck. Uh, game three, and these are all best of one things. It's not like you're playing best two out of three with a deck and then switching up. It's, it's best, best two out of three, but with you know. different decks. So in the third game, so this is where strategy would like take over, and you'd be like, okay, well my opponent played red deck wins, and he played just guy control third you know the third match the third game uh you would be like oh i want to make a strategy involving how i want to play against my opponent you know like we do in sideboards you know yeah there's none of that here it's just a coin flip as far as whether or not your opponent decided that they were going to go back to red deck wins or play just guy control again so you you have to make a choice based on like your opponent's choice it's it's that whole like uh like liar's dice kind of thing, like the thing from the labyrinth where it's like, who's lying? What would this guy say? Like there, there is a right answer in, in in that scenario, but there's not one here. Like you're you're gonna see a lot of people accidentally pick the wrong deck. Well, I think you gotta you gotta. Let's assume you get to game three, by the way. Yeah, this is true. Because you're you're not always gonna play game three. Then and also the player who goes first in game three is determined at random, which is, you know. Yeah. Also weird. So you can, so you can, I, look, I don't hate the fact that the player who play like, if you make it to game three, I don't hate the fact that it's random. I, well, that, that, that could matter. You could say like, if I was okay, I'm on the play against their decks. I want to play these one of my two decks mm -hmm. because maybe one deck is that maybe you decide my deck is better on the play. Well, I think it's okay then... because it does matter. Like this, this puts everyone on an even footing, which yeah. is, has, th this has always been my problem with uh with tournament play um when you know you you lose game one on on the draw right you go to game two uh you win game two and in game three your opponent gets to be on the play again and you're like well i'm gonna get punished for this i actually don't mind that it's random on the third one um for that reason um but i mean it's still gonna create these weird feel bad moments where you're like oh my well my going back to play twice going back the Delver Mirror, and you know, as I we played a few Delver decks in our day, right? I've always felt the Delver Mirror, even when Deathrite Shaman and Grixis Delver were legal, and I you would be playing and I would play a rug against them. I still felt if you win the die roll, you win the match. You are the because the person on the play, the person on the play is going to play Magic, and the other person is not going to have any permanence in the Delver Mirror. You know, I know that's a sort of an extreme ex extreme case, um, but like in this case. Don't, if this was the case that, you, that game that game three was always random who went first, you would always pick a deck that is better on the play just for the random upside of of um you know possibly winning that that coin toss even if you shouldn't technically be on the play if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> so like the you're only on the only thing about this that makes that makes sense as far as strategy is concerned because not yeah. knowing what your opponent is playing in game three, is such an alien concept to Magic players, you know? Yeah. Like, you could know, uh, you know, they might give you, uh, okay, you're playing against Brad Nelson. Brad Nelson's on Red Deck Wins and Just Guy Control. You play Red Deck Wins in the first round, or the first game, you know he's on Just Guy Control. It doesn't matter too much, but you know what to expect. You know what kind of hands to keep, right? You go back to um, round two, though, or sorry, game game two, you have no idea what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, right. You um, don't know what hand to keep, okay. you know? Yeah. 
So I want I want to bring this into legacy a little bit, just in terms of like because we are a legacy podcast, and you know a lot of people were had a lot of opinions on this today. There's a lot of there's, there's a lot of opinions to have. There's opinions on who got selected. There's opinions on the format. There's opinions on um, the fact that this is the most money that's ever been competed for. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry to those of you who's spent 20 years playing this game in good faith in paper. So, right? so are we doing hot takes about all three of those things? Should we do? I mean, I, 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 I let's, 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 let's maybe, maybe we'll see how hot they are. Uh-huh. Let's talk about the invitations. How do you feel about that? Uh, okay. I'm not, I'm not mad about them per se, but you know, call me biased. I did found hipsters of the coast. I'm bummed that nobody from hipsters of the coast was invited. Yeah. That's, I, I totally a... also understand that these are mostly streamers. We don't have a ton of streamers, but I mean, that's, 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 that's my bias. There's a, there's, there's a few people on the invitees list that, that I don't know. There's some that are sort of like, I'm glad you're there. Cedric Phillips, mm-hmm. Jessica Estefan, sure. Luis Scott Vargas. Of course. Um, you know, Gabriel Massif, uh, Kenji, Charlotte, people who I know have been committed to Magic for a long time and have played well at a, at a high level, right? I mean, that said, I wouldn't kick anybody off this list. Yeah, to, I'm to not about it's not, it's a, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't <laughs> want to just kick you off. I just, I just feel like it, I, I kind of understand where people are coming from. I've never been like a grinder type in my life, but hey, you know, it does kind of suck that this is like, you know, the biggest prize pool ever, and like, you know, people were sort of just picked you know, for promotional reasons. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like a couple of years ago, they started talking about the promotional tour, not the pro tour. It's that it doesn't mean professional. It means promotional. And oh, you didn't, you know that the whole time. And I don't think anyone ever really felt they did. And I think they were setting up for more stuff like this to happen. Um, and then top eight on MTG arena, from what people have told me or from what I've read and what you were just saying, like, it's not, that's not like, that's going to be like, someone who just locks themselves in a basement it's gonna be a grinder's and, ball man that's how it is that's how it is on uh hearthstone yeah and it's someone's gonna be really bummed who gets to ninth after you know not sleeping for the month of february yeah so i, I don't i don't know it doesn't make to me this this doesn't now great it's also the first thing they're doing yeah this so is, you gotta <laughs> you gotta give them a little bit of a break and there's only 31 people in this pro league because someone got disqualified yeah <laughs> yeah so you've already like you've already had some bad it, the whole thing is just it's just tainted a little bit in that way so i guess you fill it in with people people like so whatever um what was the next one the format right people were going nuts about best of one i was like well that's never gonna happen in in like uh constructed or legacy but this doesn't make you feel like it's not gonna happen <laughs> you know like Okay, so like a sideboarding. This is the this is the most contentious point I think, yeah. because of the way card the card development and stuff has been in this world for years with sideboards, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at uh Mastermind's acquisition. Mastermind's you know, acquisition. They literally yeah. named that card in the in the uh, um thing. They're just like, you can submit a sideboard card if you want your opponent to like get to use it. It's like, why would you no, do that's that? That's not how Mastermind. That's not how my Mastermind's like. Oh, works. you can like search. You get to pick a card from your. Yeah, it's yeah. a wish. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, wish okay. for you. Okay. But the point is, like, it's in the format, and we're not having sideboards. But we guess we have to let them have sideboards because we made this card. Like, yeah. it just it, 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 that's the exact kind of disconnect I'm talking about. They they recently we didn't talk about this though. I was I was very close to bringing it up, and then ranting about it. They errata the card uh, Johnny's Pride Mate to make it easier to play online. Mm-hmm. Like it was a May trigger, and now they made it a mandatory trigger. Yeah, and and that plus plus this, the way that the fact that they're doing this kind of format with that's really close to best of one, and there's no sideboards. You know, it makes you wonder like what is the game going to look like, and also if you're going to push so hard to have your competition online, right? That changes what you do in your card development, you know, yeah. you can, cause now you can just pat literally patch cards, which they've always said, we can't patch cards and we're not, we're not going to do errata. So that's why we banned stuff. Not since Waylay. Well, yeah, they had, and they, they've, Waylay doesn't have errata anymore, right? Like it's, 
they, there's now just like they have a rule set that waylay works how it's supposed to or something right yeah i don't think any cards are, are like truly errata that weren't like that where, where it wasn't like an accident like um like a hostage taker right um, but you know, that, that's the totally different, that's a very different, that allows you to do different stuff. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Right. I, and, I like the format personally speaking. I like, I like that they're trying something a little bit different. I don't know that I love, you know, that this could take over like, uh, paper magic. Uh, it's definitely trending in that direction, but well, I, is it, it's not so much that, yes. Well, I think the, the format's interesting. Like as an idea, the format's interesting. Mm-hmm. Combined with the, but, but but combining that with other moves that have happened, what do you think is a is going to happen to paper? Like it doesn't. It, this is not. These are not moves that make you feel like paper magic is what they want to be doing. I agree. I mean, you, you know, I I had that interview. Uh, I don't know, uh, August, mm-hmm. with the head of digital, and uh, you know, the first thing I asked him is like, when are we going to see? you know, uh, Magic Arena used for, uh, used for coverage, you know, like it it looks way better than coverage looks. Why don't we do that? Why don't we improve the way coverage looks? And this might be a step toward that. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a different, the thing is it's different. It's people sitting at computers. Like it's just not, it's not the same socially. It's not, it's a lot of, it changes a lot about how it's worked. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why, just be, by the way, just because you're doing that, I don't understand why you have to do best of one, no sideboards. Like, what, what is the problem with that? I don't understand it at all. Like, it doesn't – what the format you play the game in shouldn't impact how you have people constructing decks. Well, I can tell you I, why why they're doing it like that. Uh, it's it's for time. You know, you don't want to give your, give people uh, the chance to take too long to pick to pick a thing, to figure everything out. You know, like, oh, should I bring in this? Should I bring in that? You know, no, uh, sideboard's not happening. You're just picking a new deck immediately. You're pl- you're going right back into the thing. If you ever watch uh, Hearthstone, uh, Hearthstone tournaments, like they go right into the next the next game. They're just like, hey, let's talk about that game really fast as the commentators. And oh, it looks like they're going right back into the next game. Let's go and cover the next game. So it happens so quickly that that there's not this like weird lull of like. Let's talk about the players as we know them, you know, like you you yeah. know that that stuff is super awkward uh especially when the um commentators don't know a lot about the people that are playing, you know. Uh and it's a real bummer if you're if you're like the guy playing LSV that day, you know. It's just like yeah, we got a uh, LSV, he's awesome, right? Everyone loves LSV, <laughs> blah 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 blah. And this guy he's playing is playing you know, like the guy might as well be named Grixis Delver, the guy. You know, like <laughs> He doesn't have a name. He's just like the the guy we're all hoping beat gets beat by LSV. You know, like yeah. so this this will hopefully put a face onto people uh, in, in several ways. One, because uh, if they do it right, the camera will be facing their face, so you'll see these people and get to know them that way. But um, moreover, like there won't be this weird like uh, we got to fill airtime by talking about the guy that everybody knows. Like they'll talk about the guy that everyone knows while the plays are happening, um, but it'll also speed up the tournament uh, for coverage. I think that's that's the huge part. Is like uh, again with the with with Hearthstone, like they bring both players out, they stand them in front of everybody, and then they sit down and and they play and they play Hearthstone against each other, and you see their face, and you know like it, th- there's just so much that can be improved by by taking up that uh, that style of coverage. Well, that improving coverage at the expense of some of the things that are unique about Magic as a strategic, you know, endeavor, right? I agree with you, by the way, that, you know, being able to see the cards will be a thing that helps a lot. It'll be gigantic. (laughs) Like, how many times have we been like, how many, what's that guy got in his hand? At what, at what price, Zach? At what price? I would pay any amount as far as the price is concerned. You know, aside from like legacy, you better not take away legacy from me. But to well, be able I mean, to know I mean, what no, the I'm not pr- talking about the cost. I'm talking about the price in terms of what the game is, how the what the cards are, what the gameplay is. Like you're making all these changes to improve coverage, but you know most of the like people aren't going to be on screen all the time. Obviously, yeah. You know, I I don't I don't I don't see. Well, here's the thing. My feeling is if they're they're they're, they're talking about a different kind of game. 
at this point. They're transitioning sure. this game to a different kind of game. Yeah, dude. And that means that pe- there have been people, like, and they, they might say, hey, we've got like a zillion customers or whatever the number is, right? Mm-hmm. But all those customers are not going to switch to this model. Like, you're not getting, like, sure, I'll play Arena, you know, maybe sometimes if I feel like I haven't played in a long time because I'd rather play Magic Online and play Ma- and play Legacy. But, you know, I know I'm just one person, but, you know, not everyone's going to come along for the ride. And you're going to lose, you know, your distribution is totally different. You have, you have uh, uh, card stores, you know, you've got all sorts of, you got all sorts of things. Like, sure, they don't want, they want it to be easier and smoother, but they're, this is, I also understand from working in a corporation that sometimes you just got to push things through. That sometimes you think there's a spot in the market and you got to hit it. And I'm trying to balance that with the fact that I think that there, this is like way presumptuous that all of a sudden this is going to be how everyone wants to play and everyone's going to come along for the ride. You know, I know yeah. that sounds, it's weird. It's weird. I understand why they want to do it fast. I just don't think that everyone's coming along for the ride. And I think there, that could be disappointing and problematic for a lot of reasons. This has I, been a card game for. Don't disagree years. with you. I think I think that's a, it's a huge risk, and they're definitely leaning into it. Um, I, I don't I don't know how I feel honestly. Like I do I, I want I want this game to progress. I want coverage to be better specifically. So I'm I'm into I'm into this, but also like yeah, it it's scary. You don't you just don't know what's gonna what's gonna come of it. Yeah. Um, I mean they 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 announced they're not um they're not hiring some judge program coordinators um you know that means that that's that's impacting uh, live judges i mean the judge program <laughs> let's put it that way like there is no judge program everything's on arena right the, Correct. the, the yeah, program there, there will be no judges you've had people and these people have volunteered and they've played and they've helped and they've organized and they've all this stuff now look they're not be they've never been paid and they're yeah. not they're not doing uh, it for fortunately for money. uh the terrible situation uh, that that has uh, basically made it so that they never get paid won't be affected at all. <laughs> well, Nobody will say feel that, like they're it, missing it, out that, on any money. Are all these judges gonna just hop onto Arena and start playing now? I don't know. Like, I, like some people do. Some people like the card game, and you know, there's, they're gonna have to change that. I don't know. Um. Anyway, that was a that was a long. So I'm glad you took everyone through because I don't think I had no idea what the hell was going on. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> you understand the esports stuff a lot more than I do, so thank you for taking me through it. But. I mean, I, it's to me, it's it's the natural progression of this game. Like, it's 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 not like I, I don't know if I'm for or against it, but that's just what's going to come up. You know, the natural progression of this game is that people are going to want to play it online. You know, you're going to want to play you're going to want to play this game in every form you can, right? And the easier it gets to play online, to play with our phones. You imagine being able to win a magic tournament with your phone, you know, like the thing well, that we're not even allowed to touch at magic tournaments right now, you know, like that's but the, on the that's other hand, nuts. they don't have it yet. There is no phone client. There's it, no, they, but they're working on it. We, we can, we can pretty much uh, rule out that that's not going to happen. You know, like it's definitely going to happen. It's just, it's just like, they want to make sure that they get all the bugs out before they throw it on the phone. And every, every single person's like, Oh, this is garbage here too. You know, like they've been very careful with their beta. They've been very careful, except they're putting a million dollar tournament on it. I mean, with the quality of their beta, they've been very careful with the quality of their beta. I don't mean that they. They banned very... a guy. They banned a guy two days ago because he exploited the system. <laughs> <laughs> How Fine. careful? They again, again, I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be snarky. I'm just saying, like. Are you done? Are you really, for, you're really ready. You're really ready to. You're really ready to throw out your 25 years of brand equity. You're really, that's it, this is it. This is the 25 years, and that's it. That's it. Now the next 25 years are going to be this. You know, I'm telling you, I I I feel like if they if they do this, the, everything looks different. You know, they just hired those play design people. You don't need them. You just change the cards. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I mean, like, they've... I, look, I, I part of me, part of me agrees completely with you, and another part of me is just like, let's burn all the ground and make it easier to play. You well, know, maybe, and, and maybe that's the legacy maybe player. Like enough. the legacy player in me is not the same person who's like, let's burn all the ground. You know, like. Right. Well, maybe that maybe if they lose enough customers, they'll be like, yeah, we'll just put all the cards on arena. Yeah. <laughs> we'll spend a month doing that. Yeah. You know, like I mean, here's the thing. 
is one of the questions I asked uh, when, when I did that interview was, hey, how are you guys going to deal with rotation? And at the time, uh, Amonkhet and uh, whatever else was the, the other set, uh, Kaladesh, Kaladesh. Were, were on Magic Online, right? They just disappeared when they did rotation. They didn't do rotation. They just reset the server, right? So they have two sets that are just sitting there waiting to be waiting to be put back on. I don't know. But, like, they can go backwards. It's obvious. It just takes a little bit of time to make that happen. Now, here's, here's the thing is I don't think that doing that is super smart because it will probably really screw with uh, the interactions of some magic cards are not meant to be put on onto arena, you know? Well, they're they're start their cards in standard. I've talked to people who are playing standard, like it's hard to play standard sometimes, even. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like like there's a, there's some clicking and some targeting stuff. Yeah. Here's the thing. What has kept what has kept people playing this game for twenty five years? I think I really think you're that my 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 number one issue with this is you are assuming you are simply assuming that the brand, that Magic the Gathering, the font, is why people have played for this long. Or why you have people who come back, people who play for 10 years, you know, I mean, setting aside people like us who go back to the to the mid 90s, like there are people who could have been playing, who started playing 10 years after I quit, who are now 10 years into the game, you know, yeah. um, and they they didn't come to the arena tournament either, but they're they're being counted as customers and people who play the game. And you're assuming that everyone's going to come along for the ride. That every that arena could be could meet everyone's thing, or that you're gonna make enough new customers, and everything since in the past your customers have stuck around forever. Clearly, the ones you get on arena will stick around forever. I think that's all very dangerous bets. I don't think that's the case. I don't think arena has the way it's set up. It's it's different than the paper game and and Magic Online, but like the collectible card game has been. Your cards are worth nothing. You know, you're yeah. not you're not building a you're not building a collection. You're not you're not really collecting anything. That's the hugest freedom. It's worry. free to play. You can yeah. come and go. You know, without like that's there's reasons. Like what happens People, when we don't ever go to uh like physical tournaments anymore? You know, like wh- that's when this game breaks down because things like okay, like I I uh call into a person who lives in Utah that I'm friends with every week. That doesn't happen 20 years from now. Uh, because you just don't know anybody. You don't play with people that you know. You don't get like you don't have a draft on a Saturday afternoon with some friends. With your buddies, right? You know? Exactly. You don't exactly. Do a exactly. Cube event. You know, like that stuff it's a doesn't video game. happen. Uh, in 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 a world where we transition completely away from paper. So I think that they have to be aware of that. It to some capacity, they can't be completely insane and think that they're going to move fully away from paper. But like, yeah, yeah I mean. Read a business book. Yeah, <laughs> people people do that kind of stuff I, all I, the time. I mean, look, man, we live <laughs> we live in a world where like the you know the the just just common sense doesn't exist. You know, at our highest level. There are two. So. There are two. There are two documentaries about Fire Festival currently airing. Yeah, I mean, look, exactly. You think you think these people know what they're doing all the time? Yeah. I don't know. Who um, knows? Well, that's it for us. Yep. Hey, um, well, or we could talk about my vintage Spellseeker deck. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. You're, not, you're mean, never I doing think, that ever. We've, we've, we've reached our we've reached our uh, saturation our here okay. this week uh, at at clocking in at uh, probably a little over an hour at this point. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you guys want to hear more of our more of our ramblings about uh, arena and the future of magic, you know, just hit us up on uh, on our Patreon for sure uh, at uh, Eternal Dirtles. Uh, sorry, at Patreon.com/slash Eternal Dirtles. Uh, or on Twitter, we can uh, on, Twitter, on Twitter. I'm Dirtle Magus at Gmail. Or, sorry, I'm Dirtle Magus, and then uh, Nate is uh, at n dash underscore underscore r, r underscore g. g. Yeah. Um, we're easy to find. Uh, you know, I, I we're we've got a lot of opinions, um, and we love uh we love legacy players. I mean, it's been a really fun, you know, the past few months uh to meet more people yeah. and and hear from more people. So. Uh, you know, thanks, yeah. thanks for to all you guys. For, and if for you're in that. a position to help the help the cast grow, you know, uh, again, uh, hit us up on Patreon and uh, and and uh, we've got some deals over there. Where we'll get you a T-shirt and whatnot. And oh, uh, we owe people T-shirts. By we the do. Way. We, we gotta, gotta get, get some out. T-shirts out. And yeah. uh, you know, at the very least, uh, maybe we'll see you at uh, SCG uh, Syracuse. So uh, yeah, I think that's it for us tonight. Uh, have a great night, everybody. Have a good week, everyone.